Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 167 for the week of March 5th, 2011. That's one day till Poke Apocalypse. That's right. It's coming out tomorrow, and I've got a bunch of people here who are just sitting in front of GameStop, and they're waiting for their copies. That's right. First off, Emmanuel Marino. Hello, everybody. Second off, John Yearworth. Uh, actually, Pokemon for us came out on Friday, so I've kind of already bought it. So, sorry right, you're off you, the I show. Guess. And uh, finally... Uh, <laughs> Anna Marie Newfeld. I don't stand in lines for pre-orders because at five foot one, there is always someone who's going to step on me. I don't think that's actually possible unless their legs are over five feet well, long. Well, no, I don't mean literally step on me from the head down. Well, but I mean, well, that's I'm short what I imagine. and people are jerks. So I yes, I constantly get jostled when I'm standing in line. Can you get a I video? Know. If you brought your elephant, things would be much better. I know. I have to pick up an, a polo elephant and ride that around. That's right. We learned about polo elephants today. It's great. Um, all right. You won't learn that on the instance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Comedy gold, Manny. Comedy gold. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so the instance is still broadcasting in competition with us on live on our live stream. Don't tell everybody that. We use the term competition very, very lightly. Just, <laughs> I'm not even sure why we consider why you consider them competition. It's not as though they're in the because same they, genre as us. Because we're going to take them down is why I consider it competition. Oh, bam! That's Watch right. out, instance, and your two million followers. We're going to take a polo bam. elephant and go over there and step on everyone under five foot one. It's going to be good. I approve of this statement. That's right. Anna's finally going to get to do the Anna. stomping. Yay! Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So, let's see. It's time to start the show. So, I got a bunch of stuff for you today. First off, we got a bunch of feedback about our favorite-looking people and RPGs. Then we got a bunch yeah. of news, including stuff like, uh, I don't know, whatever happened this week. You guys remember? I don't remember. Um, no. Yeah. Nah, nobody, nobody remembers. But uh, it's good. All right. You should watch it. <laughs> if that ain't if that ain't good praise, I don't know what is. And then uh, we're gonna close off with our picks of the week. So let's get this started so that you can get to uh, get to the good info about Gugnir and uh, playing Mass Effect Two in your browser. So, oh oh, here's a tease for later on today. Torchlight on Xbox Live Arcade. <laughs> so that's news. It is news. It comes out on the 9th. Yeah, what is your review? Oh, uh, me? Yes. No, Manny. No, talk to what's his name about that? Glenn, Glenn Wilson. I thought you had a copy. Yeah, uh, for the purposes of discussing it on the podcast with all of you. <laughs> Enough for writing a review. All right, I'll write a review. <laughs> Much better. But first, peer pressure, I, winning I, out every time. Yes. It was your, like, man, I get that enough from my mom. I don't need it from you. All finger right. waggle, finger waggle, finger waggle. Oh, women. All right, if you guys are done uh, chastising each other, I've, uh, <laughs> I've got the first thing I need to talk about, and that's our new awesome artwork. Hopefully you saw it on the podcast stream, in iTunes, in your, in your player, in your Winamp, wherever you uh, see podcast art. Um, I hope you see the awesome, awesome piece of artwork that Cypher Snow did for us. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you guys feel. So I'd love to get some feedback on it and let us know what you think. And uh, I think it's cool. That is the geeked up RPG dragon who's playing DS because that's where all the RPGs are. I guess I love it. And he's talking. Yeah. Just just make sure you do it in the next week because uh, by the time about two weeks rolls around, I'm going to be cross stitching a shirt. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Well, you should probably wait. <laughs> Why don't you just delay it a little? Yeah, well, I guess I'll do the background <laughs> first. You might want to do that, yeah. Who knows what'll happen? I think it's going to stay. Uh, anyway, I love it. Thank you to Cypher Snow for making it. That's great. It's cool to have new artwork, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, and he did that for us for free. So everybody uh, go give him some props and like commission stuff from him. I don't know if he has an artwork account somewhere, but do that. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got some feedback because we asked you guys, what's your hottest uh, RPG female or male, depending on whatever uh, you were more apt to give your opinion on. And we've got some feedback from it. And Manny's going to lead us off with our first letter. Oh, my goodness. I'll leave for one podcast and this is what happens. All right. The Maximus top 20 hottest RPG babes. All right. First one. <laughs> first one is from Noodle. Kirby, El Presidente. I don't know, what am I reading? Join day. Yeah, anyway, under, under like, the about the hot main characters, here are the hottest RPG men. Number one, Admiral Luzoff from FF11. Everyone loves a tall, dark elf with long, wavy, dark purple hair. Oh, yeah. Number two is Renji Abaraji from Bleach, apparently. Abaraji. Number three, I don't know, I don't watch anime. Number three is Snow from FF13. Number four is everyone's favorite. Midrift bearing waterboard. Titus, there you go. FF10, the Sidious. Number five, I have no idea who these people are. Number five, Lehoko Habhokau. Leko Habhoka from Final Fantasy XI. Number six <laughs> is that redheaded guy from Mufia. Seven's the, the guy with the scarf from Witcher. Geralt. I'm guessing the Witcher. Yeah, Geralt. <laughs> You know that dude from The Witcher? The Witcher. The Witcher. <laughs> that, just that that dude. That dude. That guy that did the stabbings and the, and the, and the well, stuff. Well, the problem is, is that when she listed these, if she couldn't remember the name of the person, she put up one of the buttons that she'd made. Because she always uses the hot guys in her buttons. Predictable. That's like the noodle. That's the, the hot guys or a Kirby? Hot guys or something cute. It's pretty much 50-50 which way she's going to go. Not that the buttons aren't awesome. I'm not criticizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anna, do you have the next one? Or is it John? Somebody no, go. No, it's John that's going next. All right. Oh, let's run down this one. Sexy female characters from... Uh, actually, it's not listed who made the post. I'd have to go and dig the thread out. Oh. Uh, Cosmos from Xenosaga. Uh, Salvaria, Valkyria Chronicles. And Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Are you not going to tell us why, and Cosmos? And apparently, <laughs> and apparently not just because they look like they're smuggling large water balloons under their shirts. Okay. <laughs> I, I, like it. I like that it, the person's like, Cosmos, she's tall and leggy, and I like her long hair. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> uh, everyone, I thought everyone loved Cosmos because she has a massive face transition cannon in her chest. Uh yeah yeah it's it's what's in her chest that really brings boys to the yard. Mm-hmm. Her heart, <laughs> she has a big heart. Yeah, thank you, Manny. 
see, sexy male characters again. Snow, Final Fantasy Thirteen. I thought everyone hated Snow. Snow? No. Dude, I don't okay, even uh, know. Guys, the guy, the, the male characters from Resonance of Fate, because you can play dress up with them. And um, uh, Chopin from Eternal Sonata. Sexy. Oh, oh, you have Sexiest to read the man trapped in a dream world while dying of tuberculosis ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. I feel like we should be in high school in the corner reading our vampire books after reading that one. I'm still trying to figure out who this one is from so I can credit them properly. Uh, da, 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 da. Did they delete okay, it? Now, okay, not that I'm an authority on... This is about Snow. Not that I'm an authority on hot men, but I think Snow would rank pretty high among RPG male characters. Being from a particularly good-looking oh. game... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, if you know who this is from, go right ahead. I'm just oh, killing Douglas Heft. So, a guy named Doug. Whatever. And I said his last name wrong, which is probably good, because he probably didn't want me to say his last name. So, some dude named Doug. Okay. Oh, oh. So next. Right. Yeah, next. We got a smooth working machine here today. Manny Anna, wasn't that's done, you. Though. Yeah, he was done. <laughs> like, I'm not living about snow no more. We're done. <laughs> Did, you didn't do the awesome ones, though. Sexiest woman to do nothing of consequence in their game. Jill Nabot oh. in 13. Sexiest man to do nothing of consequence in their game. Al Sid McGrath in Final Fantasy XII. Who was Jill Nabot? I don't even remember that. I have to look it up. Which kind of really speaks volumes about her effectiveness, presumably. Oh, her. Oh, she was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> she really did nothing of consequence in that game. It's rather accurate. <laughs> oh, Oh dear, Chris, you really are a gold mine of quotes sometimes. All right, and uh, that means Anna. Oh, now I have to double up. Okay, this one is from Thou Thou. My top three hottest RPG characters, or at least ones that I do in a heartbeat, <laughs> is Alistair of Dragon Age Origins, Balthier in Final Fantasy Balthier. XII. <laughs> Thank you, Balthier. I can never remember how to pronounce that. And there's no voice acting in Revenant Wings. There's voice acting in Final Fantasy XII, though. The game that I've never played? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember? Balthier people, is like the best. If I had enough best... people requested, I'd play twelve. But Balthier is the best voice actor in the game, too. But doesn't he get overshadowed by Bunny Girl? Because everybody thinks Bunny Girls are hot. Sure. Whatever. Okay. Only Hugh Hefner does. Not his voice. His voice doesn't get overshadowed. Okay. And then finally, Bosch. Captain Bosch. Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg. He's German? Sure. <laughs> in, in as much as anybody else in Final Fantasy XII is German. Oh, well, fair enough. Also Does he have Final a cool European accent? Um, no, I have a cool European accent. No, you have <laughs> yeah, a stuffy right. European accent. Yeah, Bosch's accent is a bit Damn cooler you, than Anna. Quinn's. Damn you. Yeah. Of Dalmasca. Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmasca. <laughs> great. You know, you Anyways. say that in the same tone that you say ninja info cards. <laughs> it's actually They're my really ninja great. info cards of See? Dalmasca. <laughs> it's my ninja info cards. It's my Bosch von Ronsenberg. There we go. I like it. All right. Finally, 
Master, well, not my, finally. Next, Master Chief, posting from CC's Pizza, apparently, says, hot, main char- hot man characters. What? Okay. Says RPG Kaiden in Mass Effect. That dude, he's like a bit character. All right. Tidus in Final Fantasy X and Most Hot Squall from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. I don't know what this means. Um, and then oh. in other games that aren't RPGs, Sev out of Killzone 2 and 3, Raiden in Metal Gear Solid 2. Apparently he doesn't like the cyborg Raiden in 4 because he doesn't list that. He gets put back... Well, anyway. And and Link in Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. He has a thing for wolves, does he? Probably just... Uh, oh, he didn't mention... Master Chief is a closet furry. Yeah, knowing Master Chief, I'm thinking no, actually. So, no. Actually, in Link's defense, he does have one of the manliest voices in 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 sort of Japanese ha! voice. Ha! 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 <laughs> that's kind of part hey, of the problem. Listen. No, that's not, not Link. <laughs> that's not Link. But it was so appropriate. There you go, hottest RPG babe. Hey, listen. I, I don't know. Um, My brain uh, hurts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Very much does. Did anybody not kill off Kaiden? I didn't. Uh, I didn't like Ashley. Uh, I oh, think I okay. Killed. Which game is this? Mass Effect Mass 1. Effect. Oh, right. never mind. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I would I would worry about spoiling it, except, honestly, when it's all said and done... You don't Everyone care that much about it. him. <laughs> no, you don't care about that person that much. <laughs> it doesn't matter because they're on special assignment anyway. Uh, they're on special assignment. That's right. Remember? Yes, I remember. So does it even matter? Yeah, they'll just. <laughs> but as Bioware does all it can to interrupt any of your carryover personal relationships, unless you were a girl and had one with. Actually, could you even have one with Garrus in the first one? Nope. No. So no, just no, nothing. Wow. <sighs> Who's next? Manny. You. Oh, no, Manny. Manny is. I just. Want... All right. All right. This is from. <laughs> oh wait, RP wait, 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 Man, our flawless RP gamer Haman poll from last year already proved who the hottest men in RPGs are. Number one, Balthier from Balthier from FF13. Is that correct? Balthier, yeah. Balthier, uh, no, okay. it's from Final Fantasy XII. Okay, that's so. Number two, Yuri from TOV. Tales of Vesperia. Cool and sexy. What? Sexy Rexy sexy from Rex. Mass Effect. He likes Rex in Mass Effect. <laughs> Oh, no, no, that was the results of our poll. Apparently, Rex um, was voted And you just said he. High. We're talking about Becky. Ocelot. Oh, whatever. Revolver yeah. Ocelot is a guy, so that's what I think of. Oh, okay. <laughs> These choices provided in our, in our poll were scientifically chosen to only provide the hottest possible options from our readers. Scientifically chosen. Scientifically Rex. chosen. There you well, go. Clearly, why did, clearly, clearly why did Rex, Rex win? Clearly, Rex is the well, because he's got four testicles. He's oh. twice as manly as everybody else. Oh, Does he really right. have four testicles? Whoa, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's how Krogans work. They have four testicles. That's where they have, like, every system is redundant, right? Um, quad oh redundant. Oh, my gosh. Just rule 34 popped into my head <laughs> <Yeah>. so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's, 
that's that that is <laughs> that is discussed specifically in Mass Effect a number of times. That's why they breed too quickly. They even just, yeah. They even came up with basically. a. They even came up with a different like slang name for testicle. I can't even remember what it is. But. Um, Vorch, I mean the the Vorches, the Huspas. No, I don't know. Are they? I don't know what they were referring to them. Time as. to go to the Mass Effect wiki. Yeah. No, let's not. Let's <laughs> not. And I put this in here twice accidentally. So next up, Quinn, who do you got from Clicks? Mm, clicks, another RP games. Uh, Surge from Chrono Cross. You know, the, everyone's favorite it, silent mute protagonist. Isn't it Sergei? I always call him Serge. Yeah, but it's got an I e. call him Serge, too. Oh, we need, we need, this is our feedback topic for this week. Is it Serge or oh, Sergei? I got, I got it. Actually, I, no, Chris, I've got a better feedback topic. Oh. Um, char <laughs> Characters in RPGs with odd names. How do you pronounce them? Yes. All right, fair that's enough. A, that's, a, that's a conversation. So there you go. We can yeah. have some good Titus versus Tidus argument. Well, it is Tidus because they've come up and said his name officially. I still call him Titus. They've, they've put out a they've put out a an official pronunciation. All right, here when, it is. when the dude who did his voice gets up there, hey, I played Tidus in Final Fantasy X, and they use that same name talking to him in Dissidia, <clears> which you like, Quinn. Yes, 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 I did. So you have to believe it. You make it sound like it's such a dirty thing, and you like Dissidia. That's right. <sighs> That's right. All right, who's next? Oh, Anna. I found out the answer, Chris, you're looking for. Oh, what is it? Okay, uh, they have example, blah, blah. This, reflects, this is reflecting their slang, where they often speak about a quad, where a human ah. would use the word balls or pear. That's right. Yep. That's it. That's That was... I feel dirty for having looked that up. All right, so um, who's going to read King Abdul's letter, Anna? Weren't you the one that linked like the memory alpha toilets the other day? Oh no, we were no, explaining I, how uh, I used the memory alpha replicators because you know everyone was having a really nerdy argument, and I felt like contributing to it. I don't know about an argument, but uh, Doug asked about toilets on Star Trek. I googled it, oh, and that you? was the first link that came up. An entire yeah, yeah. wiki Apparently page. Apparently, the replicator system works off of uh, your waste management. It's a closed system, so your waste is recycled. It's broken down to its base elements, and then they replicate food from that. Now, that I didn't know. <laughs> well, what do you want to? Let's move on. That's terrible. I okay, always, so uh, King Abdul votes for Kid from Chrono Cross as the hottest female RPG character. And not to be outdone, he also votes for Surge as the hottest male RPG No, he character. remembers one of his friends saying that she thought Surge. Oh, sorry. Right. My he doesn't actually... He wouldn't vote for Surge. He, one of his I friends. Just, I love the tagline he leaves us with. Chrono Cross, come for the sequel to one of the greatest games ever that may leave you crying and upset once you're done. And stay for the hotness. Dude, kid is like, what, 12... <laughs> Just, no, uh, she's totally older than 12. She's like 15, man. <laughs> uh, that's so much better. It's, it is better than 12. <laughs> yeah. Say that to the DA. <laughs> <laughs> On the scale of abhorredness, it is better than 12. All right. So Lord Kaiser said, what do you girls think about Yuri from Shadow Hearts 1 and 2? And Sturkenberg Kronach from Atelier Rorona. As a guy, I like their clothes. <laughs> As a guy, admiring fashion, I think, is a social faux pas. 
Ah, okay. I love what? fashion. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Quinn to freak out. Sorry, man. How I just dare you? Added it How dare the you? Beautiful. You take that back. Take that back, damn it. <laughs> no, no, you take it the back. line must be drawn here. The line must be drawn here. The line must be drawn here. Oh, I could just do that for an hour. Stop it. Um, <laughs> PicardArtClass.ytmnd.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so nobody's played Shadow Hearts 1 and 2 here, have they? Nope. And nobody's played Atelier Verona, have they? Uh, no, my housemate bought Atelier Verona, so I'm familiar with the character he's talking Sturkenberg about. Sturkenberg Kronach, does he have good clothes? Well, he's a kind of um, stereotypical fantasy knight, so yeah. yeah All right. Does. So that's going to be the next question, best dressed RPG person? Uh, yeah. And Quinn's already linking his nominations in the chat room. It's, it's not an RPG, but it still counts. Okay, it still counts, even though it's not an RPG. I like that. I don't even know who that is, but whatever. Um, whoever it is, they have a weird obsession with half-studying their outfits. Some Texan person. Interesting. Oron. Oron has the best clothing, huh? That's what the chat room says. That's what Czar JK says. Hmm. Oh, there we go. Quinn, there's your suit. There you go. Oh, the chat room. Love it. And Iliad, whoever that is. Lloyd? Lloyd. Is that a Tales name? Lloyd sounds like the main character of Tales of uh, Symphonia. Symphonia? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to look for Lloyd, and I get a bunch of rapper pictures. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd Irving. Oh, this is great. Lloyd Polite Jr., who performs under the mononym Lloyd is an American R&B recording artist who experienced as a, a who experienced as a member of the group N-Tune before embarking on a solo career in 2004. Apparently, Wikipedia does not mean you have good grammar. Tangent. This is a tangent. This is yeah. a tangent. Okay, let's get back to the list. But I love the fact Rat that hole. His, dude, his mm. middle name is his last name is Polite. Lloyd Polite Jr. Why would you not perform under that name? Dude, I'm Lloyd Polite. Dog. What? No? Whitewine.com. Whitewine.com. <laughs> and Cypher Snow says the main character from Persona 4. So, this week, your assignment, best dressed, is it best dressed or are we doing uh, most weird names? Uh, I do best dressed. This best time. dress. Best dressed oh, RPG characters. We should vote. Manny, what's your vote? I, I, I would just do both. No, because that's about. too much feedback. That's too much. I say uh, best dressed only because you'll see a lot of people come out of the way uh, like really obscure people. Yeah, I went best dressed and put the pictures in the thread. Okay. Everybody mm. can go look at them. It'll be great. All right. We'll have lots of pictures. It'll be fun. And hi, Simon. Um, a cat joined us, and he said it's time to play our voicemail. So, everyone, take a listen. Hey, RPG cat. Yeah, I was just wondering, I watched that Skyrim trailer. Was that so, blackface? Oh, somebody was Skyrim. Uh, yeah, somebody was uh <laughs> Yeah. 
somebody was practicing their voice acting apparently with her voicemail there. <laughs> Nobody was actually talks learning, like I that. I guess they're uh, was the role jive turkey. Were they trying to be a? Ch- well, um, <laughs> oh, this is funny. It came came from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hmm. It was Mac, wasn't it? Let's take a look. I can actually figure this out. Uh, first off, while I'm figuring this out, uh, he said, chat room, he said he really enjoyed the Skyrim trailer that just came out. What do we think about it? And does it come out this fall? Um, obviously, if he, watched the tra- if he actually watched the trailer he claims to, it says it comes out November 11th, 2011. So <laughs> that's how I know this person is fake. And uh, let's see, what uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys check this trailer out? Because it is fan freaking tastic. It does uh, look pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was the one who uploaded it to YouTube, so I was kind of obligated to watch it. <laughs> I don't know if that actually follows, but okay. Hmm. Well, you asked me to if I watched sure the trailer. Make sure that it uploaded the, correctly. The, the, yeah, the answer is yes. I I watched it because I was obligated to, not because I wanted to. Okay, let's see. But yes, I was happy to see lots of green and not just snow. Yes, not, not just snow. No, that was like a big concern because like uh, Skyrim supposed to be like this snowy, the snow-covered place in the north, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Hmm. So the only other calls I can... We've gotten calls in the past... From Mr. Max Storm. CSI RP Gamer. I believe they do come from Mario Code 865. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> That's, I um, just said Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, I said Knoxville, Tennessee. Know where That's... he lives. Alrighty. His address is, in case you were wondering. Okay. Um, let's see. Does the phone number end in the same four digits? Let's figure that out. So uh, yes, it does. That was Mr. Maxstorm. That joke. <laughs> that was a. I don't. I don't even know what to say about that impression of his. What? Jeez, it really was. Yeah, oh. it really was. Yeah, that was his number. <laughs> What's he doing, that crazy fool? Yeah, let's listen to that again. See if you can hear the Maxstorm. This is a guy who does a Hank Hill impression. I don't even hey, want to know who was trying to impersonate. Yeah, I was just wondering, I watched that Skyrim trailer last week. Man, that stuff was off awesome. the... Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, is he doing the hippie kiss? What is this? I, I don't even... <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, what is this? I don't even want to know. <laughs> I, I agree. It sounds like a hippie kezzy impression or... Um, I, it, it's like he's trying to p- pretend to be a kid in an RPG. He wants to get a voice acting job. That's what I think it is. So, yeah. You're hired. You're <laughs> no, he's not. All right. So, <laughs> is that our feedback? I think that's our feedback. So, let's move on. You're the weirdest, you're the weirdest podcast. It is the weirdest podcast. Let's move on to the news. News of the week. New big news. Uh, actually, if this were the instance, it'd be big news, big news. So that's rumors and scuttlebutt. <laughs> I should know where that's from, and now I can't think of it. It's from the instance. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Anyways, 
I still want to go back to bed. Yes, you do. All right, so big news. <laughs> this is just bugging me so much that they're competing with our time slot. I hate this. You mean oh, dominating yeah, right. because the proper <laughs> You will just Bugs have to so learn much. to live with it, Chris. It's a oh, hard okay. time slot. I've been here since 2007. You're not allowed to have it. Ah. Or was it 2008? I don't know. Whatever year it was. It must have been 2008 because I don't ever remember doing a podcast this early when I was living in Manitoba. Manitoba. Well, at first it was at a terrible time. It was in the middle of the night. Yeah, I had to like skip the last hour of my class to get to the podcast on time. Yeah, 2007 is when I started this show. September 11th, <laughs> 2007. Good job, me. September 11th. I have no respect. What? I'm a terrible person. I had no respect. Starting a podcast on September hey. 11th. Oh, okay. I what? get it now. What? Okay. So, what's this big news? Whoa, what's going on? Whoa, what's going on here? Somebody just linked this awesome blog post in the chat room that shows the new Pokemon starters as Metal Gear characters. We've got Solid Snivy, Tepig, Tepig Boss, oh, <laughs> Revolver Oshawott, <laughs> oh, God. Decoy Octillery, Seviper Wolf, <laughs> and Meryl Silverberg. I love it. This is great. This is fantastic. I'm adding that to the show lineup. Uh, let's see. Bookmark. No. Uh, hello. Oh, oh my brain. Don't do that. I'm breaking it. Breaking it. There we go. 167. Show notes. Sweet. This is great. <laughs> and it's. This is so well done. Do you understand how well done this is? Everybody go look. It's so great. Ah, so great. If you don't like Metal Gear and you don't like Pokemon, you're a loser. So, you need to like them oh, both. So, you're just laying it down like that, huh? I am laying it down like that. I <laughs> This show title might end up being Revolver Oshawott. Because <laughs> that is such an awesome name. <laughs> Can you just imagine a Pokemon spinning guns around and shooting things? I love it. I know you don't like it, but I like it. Hey, GDC happened this past week. Anything interesting come out of that? No, not at all. Nothing for RPGs. So first off, we've got... Yeah, well, there was... Yeah, the Magicka announcement. I'm not counting that. (laughs) Come on, Magicka Vietnam. This is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, so check this out. Magicka's first expansion was announced at GDC, and they have a trailer up, and it's mages in Vietnam with napalm and everything. So it's, it's Magicka Vietnam and the, and the trailers cut together with like at the very end, like a parody of the Battlefield Vietnam expansion. Nobody knows if this is really for real or just a PR no, it stunt. Is for real. No, no, no. This is for real. They were doing interviews for it at uh, GDC. This, this is actually the expansion. Yeah, but that, those could all be a lie, actually. Well, I don't <laughs> think so. There is a chance they lied about is, all of it. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is this... Actually, it threw me for a loop until I realized that there actually is a fair amount of, like, advanced technology in Magic already, like the M60 that you can pick up and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So this wait, threw wait, me for wait. a loop. But you're, then I actually, you're actually making an argument based on the verisimilitude of these items being in the oh, Magical world? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just like, watched the trailer. I could justify and- this. No. I want this. This is amazing. I just listened to the trailer. Um, Papa Magica. Um, Papa Magica. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's 
you veered, 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 and bearded the bird. It's like he does a full parody of the bird is the worm with the magica with the magica speech, fake speech. Yes. Hutanata snack. Erd hutanata chat. Yeah. Uh-huh. I say I I I I do also want it, but it took quite a while for me to actually process the awesome. <laughs> I think I, I think I had to go and lie down for about four the hours. The question is, does, is Vlad gonna show up and not be a vampire there too? He, Vlad is definitely not a vampire, Chris. Yes, I don't know where you get this. Definitely this not a vampire. Vlad is a vampire, but definitely not. Clearly a not a vampire. Th- clearly. Okay, what I want to see in this one is Dolph Lundgren with ears around his neck. That's what I want. What? Oh, what? that sounds terrible. I don't know what that movie that's from, but I don't want to know. That sounds awful. Universal what Soldier. Chris, have you played since I've they put out? I've seen that. Uh, I made my. Oh, I shouldn't have gone to that. What? You can you can now get a patched robe and a spell book that knocks people offline. That one's a joke. And uh, a bug a bug staff. Yeah. And even better is the bug staff works like, you know how you get that staff and you roll your mouse wheel and it goes, arcane bolt. Right. This actually craps down a pile of bugs. Oh, cool. And if you stand in the bugs, they attack you. So ah. it is a bug staff. Sweet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I have not played at all in the past week of Magicka. Oh, yes, I got to finish it up to be ready for Magicka Vietnam. Well, how come nobody boycotts this game? (laughs) Obviously, making much more fun of the subject, and like the people save it for EA games. Those are the ones they boycott. Well, about Vietnam? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're making fun of those games, honestly. Yeah, I guess. All right. Could rage against. So, as long as it doesn't have Fortunate Son in it, I approve. So Half Minute Hero was a fantastic PSP, very short play RPG. Like you play mm-hmm. in very short bursts. And mm-hmm. it's come to XBLA. Mm. Kind of like 30 seconds long? Yes, like 30 seconds long, hence Half oh. Minute Hero. Um, I uh. forget what the sequel is going to be named, but apparently it's not coming out anytime soon because we're getting Half Minute. Wait, when? Ah! I... Did the sequel come out? I need to know this. I need to know this now. It was announced. It was inbound. Mm, Japan in November fourth, and that's all I heard. What was it called? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, I'm word? trying to remember. Um, uh, damn, no, my memory's failing. Hero thirty second, and then it must have been renamed at some point. I bet. <clears throat> Hero thirty. Did we get Hero thirty? Hero thirty. Nobody knows. This is great. RPG show, nobody knows. This is sad. I'm going to Wikipedia. Hero 30. Uh, Apparently we're getting the sequel confused with their other games you can do at the timeless line. Timeless land. Well, that's something else, right? Yeah, it is something else. Hmm. Wikipedia says it doesn't link over to the sequel. That's great. So nobody made a second. A re-sequel, Yusha 32nd, has been announced, so maybe it got delayed. I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember doing a news story on it. I'm trying to remember yeah, what was Yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah, Yusha 30 and whatever. 
I don't know. I don't know. Yes. So, oh, that's why. Put it's, that in that's the a show pun. notes. So check this too. out. So check this out. The first one was named Yusha 30 in Japan. The second is called Yusha 32nd. You get it? It's 30 oh, seconds clever. and it's second, so that's the sequel. So, yeah. And so Hero 32nd would be the literal translation. So Half Minute Hero 2 would probably be what we get. <laughs> And, okay, so I can't get any info on its sequel ever having come out. So we've got an XBLA port, and there's that Jacondia thing, which is something else entirely, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And anybody play that? Jacondia? No? No? Uh, no, I haven't played Jacondia, unfortunately. Uh, oh, sweet. Breaking news. That's not true, by the way. Um, Jacondia was done by Opus Studio and Idea Factory. It has nothing to do with Marvelous Entertainment's Half-Minute Hero. So, different developers. Unless the team went over, uh, it's different developers. So, scratch that connection. So, uh, let's see. XBLA port is what? That's uh, that's all we know. We, We don't have a time. And it's bugging me that we don't have a time to tell you when it's coming out. So you're just going to have to wait. Oh, but it has a new subtitle. Half-Minute Hero Super Mega Neo Climax. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a, that sounds like one of those robot games you play. I think that name is Super Special Awesome. Yeah. I like long, I like long subtitles. Super I'm Special okay Awesome. Oh, God. Double rainbow all the way. Screw the rules. I have green hair. Hey, sweet. Oh, lame. I just got an email from Amazon inviting me to the Dark Spore PC beta. Me too. And I signed up for it, and then I real. And as soon as I started downloading, I saw .exe. I'm like, ah. Oh, that's too bad. No. Hmm. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. Steve Jobs betrayed me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he betrayed again. How often does he betray? Wait. Every time he releases a new product. <laughs> it makes you spend like more money. I just bought the old one. Well, that's your fault. When they have MacRumors.com slash buying guide, that's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the trolls. It's always the trolls' fault, and they're back in Cataclysm. So we got a 4.1 patch for Cataclysm. I'm going to try to make this brief. You get bug fixes, class changes, gameplay tweaks, like always. And you're going to get Zolgarub and Zulaman. They're coming back. The instances that were pulled from Cataclysm, they're coming back now as five-man heroic dungeons. You need an item level of like 346 to go in. And Mm. uh, you're going to get like new animal mounts and stuff. massive amounts of mounts. Yeah, lots of mounts. So you're going to run these over and over trying to get mount drops, and there'll be lots of lol drama and all that stuff. And there'll so. be an incredible amount of lol drama. Mm-hmm. So this should be fun. What do you mean trolls are back, though? The troll instances are back in the game. They took them out. Oh, okay. That's true. So now yeah. they're back in. These are, there's uh, traditionally eight troll tribes. Who cares? Yeah, I think it's eight. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's... Like subspecies of trolls, but yeah, I believe there's eight recognized troll tribes, and Zulgarub has one, and Zulaman has one. By the way, gotcha. we just we just accomplished what the instance is going over today, and we did it in 20 seconds. Just want to point that hey, out. But we don't have quick fire questions. 
Are you going to play this? Are you going to play any of these instances, Manny? Uh, yes, eventually. All right. Are you going to ever play with me and Anna again? Uh, yes, eventually. <laughs> are you ever going to try out Rift? Uh, no, never. What's better on a sandwich, bologna or roast beef? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, let me think about this one. Uh, can I say both? Uh, you can, but that'd be cheating. Okay, roast beef. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for quickfire questions, Manny. <laughs> oh, it was, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> I love those. Uh, I, I kind of wish I could lift that, but it would be such a blatant rip. It would be, but it's so much fun. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's kind of cool. All right. So Tales of the Abyss is our next story. So I'm going to let uh, uh, our Tales um, otaku talk about it. I resent that term. Yes, you represent it. You resemble that term. Oh, God damn it. Uh, this is just because we don't get wheels on this podcast, isn't it? Um, can we say Tales yeah. Connoisseur? Would that help you out? Yeah, that would be better. I um, like yeah, Tales Taku. Let me shut up and let me shut up. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Tales of the Abyss 3D comes out in Japan in May. Whoop-dee-doo. Maybe at some point they'll actually release Tales of the Abyss in Europe because they forgot the last time. Well, isn't this the one that was... I remember that this is the one because it was called of the Abyss that actually sucks, right? No, that's Tales of the Tempest. Oh, okay. And that was on the DS. Well, oh, there check is this out. Here's something else you don't get. The special drama CD that'll probably be in Japan only. Probably. Because the they never do were. drama CDs any other country. Nobody ever localizes them. Ever. Yeah, because well, I think they automatically assume that like we just don't good. find them interesting. Well, and finding good voice actors is probably an issue. That's and it. Spending money. Yeah, it'd be terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't say my reasoning was perfect. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. So, should we move swiftly on? Well, it's just... I'm sort of interested to see how many other games are going to make the DS to 3DS leap. Um, how about think- everything? <laughs> I mean, what well, do you mean? I mean, we have some games that have only come out in Japan. And we're not announced for localization. But I have to wonder if at this point the reason that they haven't been announced for localization is because there's going to be a 3D version and we're going to get that instead. Like what? I don't know. I don't know either. I guess we'll see in the next six months. I don't know what DS games we're waiting for that haven't been localized. Um, Probably non-RPGs. Can you guys think of any that we're waiting for that haven't been localized? Probably some super robot games or something. Yeah, but they're oh, never going to come out here anyway. Yeah. The one I wish that would come out is a Frontier in 2089. That ain't never going to happen. Okay. Isn't that older, though? I'm talking, like, maybe things in the last six months that looked interesting. Oh, oh. And we yeah. haven't got... It seems like all the Keats, Keystone titles are going to get, right? Yeah. yeah, I suppose. But uh, you know what it is about localization... <laughs> Oh, I forgot to put this story in here. <laughs> Some companies are very stingy when it comes to uh, converting games just for localization. Like, for example, Sega, who um, refused to put a particular mini game in the game because uh, in Yakuza 4 and the translated version that's coming because of uh, it. Revo- oh. the text is in an image and it would require them to make a new image. Jooms suggested <laughs> the latest Fire Emblem. What latest Fire Emblem? 
There's a Fire Emblem on the DS we haven't gotten yet. What is it? Jooms, what's the title? Nice being in the, the fun- chat room, being a social person. He's not in the chat room. He's messaging me on Skype. That's my point. He's getting he put on the chat does. room. It's so funny. <laughs> he always does this. He doesn't want to be on It's a really weird June's quirk. Yeah. But you know, honestly, uh, about right. the Yakuza thing. They yeah. remade the new parts of Fire Emblem 3. Yes, Manny? I was just saying, we're lucky that's all they're taking out in a Yakuza game. That's true. They sort of uh, pillaged three. Yeah, and uh, well, they're also taking, they're changing the theme song. And what else did they decide to do? Um, I'm trying to figure all this out. I think that's it. Just the mini game and the theme song. Oh, I've got the Silicon Era story come up now. Um, yeah, the Answer X Answer arcade mini game was removed because, you know, they had to edit images, and that'd be terrible. Oh, the, you just, this statement, which cannot be edited. Yes, it can. You are already messing with the code of the game. You can make new art assets, so you're full of crap. Oh, oh, oh but Chris, but Chris, Chris, those questions are very Japanese. Oh, nobody and said anything about that. They said that's not the reason they gave. They said because it's an image. And, oh, and, and the, so, the, follow-up, the follow-up should be, and we want to spend as little money as possible. That's what they need to say. They used to give the reason that all oh, those questions are they're about Japanese culture and about Japanese history and you know Americans they just they don't know anything. So all the why? hostess side stories and ping pong mini games with a stare command. What the hell does that mean? Are in the English version of Yakuza Four. Interesting fact about the create a hostess game within a game: her self esteem stat will be higher if you don't force her to wear makeup. Oh. If you make your hostess alter her appearance with a ton of makeup and colored contacts, her stress will skyrocket and her self-esteem will plummet. Hey, it's just like real, a real uh, pimple relationship. But no one will want to be with her if you don't do that, right? I don't, I don't even I, know I what you do. I just think it's bizarre that, and yet, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, these, these guys aren't, like, for the most part, these, these aren't good people. And, like, Kazuma is, like, the least bad of the kind of people who make you sleep with the fishes, right? Yeah. He's the least bad gangster. So it's funny to see like hints of his like what he's really supposed to be. Yeah. Like putting making girls put the makeup on. But I myself put the makeup on. Yes. <laughs> it's oh, just kind of that's interesting. It's kind of awful. Yeah, that, doesn't it? It makes you yeah. feel dirty. Thank you. I Misogyny guess. and forced prostitution. Yeah. Beautiful. You're beautiful. All right, what are we doing? Um, You're pitiful. Much better. It's just so weird to when I hear that that kind of stuff. It just reminds me that oh, right, this isn't all. Even though they try to make him a fun heroic character, he's still a gangster in charge of a gangster organization that still does gangster things. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right, so what else we got? We got uh, some obsidian action this week. So everyone's favorite uh, buggy um, RPG developer, Obsidian, mm-hmm, said mm-hmm. this week that they are going to uh, do some action RPGs. Well, one oh. action RPG in 2012. It's unnamed. It's an action RPG. And it'll be different from Dungeon Siege 3. So I hope so. <laughs> and it will, uh, among these differences are the game's genre and its camera. Those are two very interesting things to point out. Okay. So it's an action RPG that's of a different genre. 
whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. They are both action RPGs, but this one's not. So figure that I out. I think they may have actually meant theme. All right. So the game's theme, maybe. And its camera will be different. Great. That makes me excited. Uh, and then there's another game they're making that's going to be based on an unspecified licensed IP. So I think it's a it's a new Sonic RPG. Sequel to the DS game. Obsidian's making it for Bioware. What do you think? Mm. Yeah? Mm. No? All right. Did anybody ever play the Sonic RPG? Was it any good? Well, my house really enjoyed it, but I think, I think a lot of people thought it was crap. Mm, I think bad. Adrian reviewed it. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, here's one that Noodle did. Here's a studio Noodle uh, story that Noodle covered. <gasps> Final Fantasy IV Complete Limited Edition for Europe. So check this out. In April 22nd, those lucky jerks in Europe are going to get um, a package that has a bunch of art cards, the game, and artwork from Final Fantasy IV in the after years, and a, additional DLC for Dissidia Dual Deshum Final Fantasy, and a specially designed cleaning cloth featuring Cecil. So there you go. Yeah, there's another pronunciation I always was iffy on. Is it Cecil or Cecil? Well, they say it's, they pronounce it Cecil in the newer games that have voice acting. I thought it was Cecil in Dissidia. Nah. I think it's because Cecil sounds manlier. Does it? I always thought Cecil did, but whatever. Hmm. Because Cecil sounds like Cecil, and that sounds like a sissy. Mm. You know? Right. But then when you say Cecil, you sound stuffy. Uh, it's oh, a limited release, so you need to pre-order it or be there like near the game's launch if you want all this artwork stuff and the cleaning cloth and stuff. So there you go, Quinn. This is how you should buy your Final Fantasy IV game. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Are you going to? Probably no, not. Probably not. Burn. What's up with that? Is the no, PSP I, I region mean... locked? Uh, no, it's not. Oh. Yeah. Well then, I should like send you some money to buy it for me and ship it to me. No, I've not got a problem with that. Cute. I've done it before for other people. Because you want the Cecil cleaning cloth? Clearly. Is there a problem with that? Yeah. Why don't you wait and see what we get? Because uh, it's already been it's already been established that um, uh, Europe uh, Square Enix Europe gets better special editions than Square That's Enix. That's a really good right. point. You know what needs a special edition that hasn't gotten one yet? That in my memory, one of these uh, Department Heaven games. Uh, so it, if you remember, that's that includes games like Riviera and Yggdra Union. like Gunnir, and the new one Gunnir Gunnir. Sounds like a word out of Magicka. Vampire. ate all my cheese. Yeah. What? What do you mean you ate all your cheese? No, they ate all my cheese. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Then well, they, they blew um, the floor out from underneath me. Oh, that's right. Uh, an online retailer has let slip some details of the game's battle system. How does that happen? All right. When the game was first revealed in Famitsu, very few details were given. Uh, so now we know it's going to... Okay, it's the tactics gauge. There's a tactics gauge. And it's used to change the order of unit movement and execute support moves and team attacks. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, okay. <laughs> While no information was given like about the idea. act sequence, which is the other piece of mechanic that we know about, something called the act sequence. Um, but uh, the gunner will have media install support, 
multiple difficulties, and a guide feature to help first-time players of the game, which will include everybody. So, figure that well, one out. Well, no. I mean, there are certain sort of standards across all the Department Heaven games that once you've played one, you get the gist. Like what? Cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm just insane. I think they those games are all very different. Fla- <laughs> well, yeah, I mean they all have different mechanics, but they all have the same sort of flavor to them. And I'm sure I'm just going insane. And yeah, no one probably, else probably, with me. it's for new, probably for tactical RPG newbies or something. Okay, cat, you're in the way. All right, my cat has decided she's going to stand in front of my computer monitors, Hi, which Sophie. is not helping. All right, so vagrant story. What about that? You guys love vagrant story? Do you like doing? single points of damage to a boss for an hour and a half no i don't i want to know no one can give me a straight answer like what they really think of this game or how if it even holds up honestly a lot of the people who have actually bothered to play this i've heard liked it but um you have to like spend some time and do your weapon crafting properly otherwise you do like no damage that's all (laughs) i know (laughs) i don't know very much about it it's a psn it's a ps1 game it's being released on psn on february 28th so it's out now and uh, it follows the story of Ashley Riot and blah, 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 kill stuff with weapons, make weapons. So there you go. Five ninety nine. Go pick it up. Give it a shot. That's pretty cheap. I know it's one of the well-liked games among its fans. They really do like it. Um, but you do need to, like, learn the system. But that's all I know. And nobody in the chat room is commenting on it. So there's really no hype for this game at all anymore. Well, I think uh, Vagrant Story has actually already been out on the European PSN for quite a while. Oh, that's right. We did re- we did cover that, didn't we? Well, now it's out here, so there. So there. Yeah. There. All right. No? No? All right. Are you, you know implying the one place it matters, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I am. That's right. And you know what else you can get here now? An Okami Den demo. How? You know, Do uh, tell. You need a Wii and a DS. No. So if you have a Wii and a DS, you go on your Wii to the Nintendo channel, which is an awesome, cool thing, which has Nintendo Week on it, which is a fun thing to watch that covers all the week's games and has some funny sketches in it. And you can also do demos for games in that channel. It's a little kind of obtuse how to get to them, but once you figure it out, yeah, you can, it'll uh, wirelessly uh, share the demo with your DS, which will let you download it and play it until uh, you turn your DS off. So right now, you can go download and play a demo of Okami Den. So if you forgot about that, go check it out now, and you can get a little bit of a Okami uh, a little bit early. Yeah. And when's the game come out? Oh, we don't we don't say here. What's release date? Um, we don't know. Nobody knows. Does anybody know? Nope. <laughs> March fifteenth. March fifteenth or March fifteenth or March eighteenth, something around then. So, uh, according to Wikipedia, in North America it's March fifteenth. In Europe it's March eighteenth. So, and Australia, I'm sorry, you have to wait till March thirty first. Yeah, but Australia gets shivved out on release dates more than we do. Yeah, I figured I'd throw them a bone. And uh, all the developers, Chair Entertainment, or Chair, what's their official name? Chair. Chair Entertainment? Chair Games. Chair Games? Really? Oh, because they're owned by Epic now. Yeah. Chair, <laughs> that wholly owned subsidiary of Epic Games, has released, has thrown everybody who has an iPhone and an iPad, or iPad, a bone with uh, an update to Infinity Blade. 
that includes the death look it's called deathless king and it's a free update you get 10 new enemies to fight a new dungeon environment with six more arenas to fight in and uh, 30 new items to collect including swords shields and magic rings and there's a new game plus mode and several new achievements and uh, a few game and system optimizations are thrown in there as well uh, oh also they've cut the price of the game like in half so it's 2.99 right now so go that pick it up. sale ends tomorrow oh so you gotta hurry gotta hurry pick up that infinite infinity blade that's good price. That so that we're not non-specific the sale ends march 6th march 6th 2011 is when it ends and who wrote that article that was very poorly written yeah, I don't know who would write that crap. Uh, certainly not Manny. Not at all. All right. <laughs> Check this out. I get, I get to say it again. We got some new news on Dissidia Dual Desham. It's my favorite game to talk about. So Dissidium Dual Desham hits store tomorrow in Japan, March 22nd in North America. Tomorrow, as of this writing, was March 3rd. So it's already out in Japan. So March 22nd in North America, they got some new details. Desperado Chaos is an unconfirmed new character in Dual Desham. And uh, that's what they announced in Shonen Jump. Uh, there's a data import feature. You can carry your data over from the original Dissidia. And a Universal Tuning International version. What does that mean? Uh, basically, when um, the city was released outside of Japan, there was quite a large um, time delay um, between it being released in Japan and it being released in like, oh. America and Europe. Oh, oh, so um, they and, like, made what changes. they did was they made changes for the American and European version, like balance changes and stuff like that, and they then re-released that version back in Japan as universal tuning. And you can right. import your data so from either what- version. Yeah. Basically. So what they basically did is, um, Cecil, for example, was fantastically good as a paladin and absolute garbage as a dark knight in the Japanese version. That's kind of how so it should be. Bal- <laughs> so they balanced it a little where they reduced his power somewhat in paladin form and upped his power in dark knight form for the North American version. Oh. Okay. And there's a labyrinth mode that has, uh, you work your way through a dungeon, fighting monsters, getting items, and there's exits. And the further you go, the better stuff you get. But there's no saving in the labyrinth, so if you die, you lose all your items. So kind of a interesting uh, uh, roguelike mode or something there. Okay. Well, so, I'm looking forward to it. So. Good. Uh, you don't, not much longer to wait, right? So. Nope. Well, I say, uh, in, if you're... Um... If you're in the UK, at least, there are a couple of shops. Who are, um, you can do pre-orders for the limited edition for ridiculously cheap sums of money. Ah. So. Okay. I, I, I have my pre-order down just because it was really cheap. All right. So uh, check this out. Here's a new platform that's coming out. And it's not the 3DS. It's Gaikai. It's like OnLive, but it's in your browser. So it's streaming. It requires a lot of bandwidth. And I can't get the darn beta to allow me to play. And I have a 24 megabits connection. So I don't know what's going on. It must have been really overloaded last night. But uh, Gaikai, I, I'm letting you know about it. You can go look at it. You go to their their website and you can try, um, what is it? Gaikai.com, G-A-I-K-A-I.com. You can go sign up for the beta and check it out on your own. And Mass Effect 2 is one of the games they have up there. So if you want to try it, and they'll let you demo it so you can play some Mass Effect 2 for free. Let's go check that out. 
and uh, we'll see if that goes anywhere. And uh, on live has really uh, inspired some other people to kind of get into that space with them. So see how that goes. Um, and we also have the 3DS, which came out this week, right? <laughs> oh, you have to do you have to yawn on mic like that? Well, that's terrible. I'm sorry, you said 3DS and I yawned. Oh, <laughs> it's a the 3DS came out in Japan this past week. So everyone's been putting up articles about like what's in the box and playing with the alternate reality games. And that's really all I've heard about it. It doesn't seem like anybody cares about the actual games. They did announce um, Netflix 3DS at GDC. Uh-huh. For people that are interested. Dernie mm. Wada's fake keynote. Why was it fake? <laughs> because it wasn't a keynote. It yeah, was I... Uh, what was it? I have to say I'm really disappointed with with the keynote speech this year because Wada started out and that was really cool and then sort of partway through the speech Reggie came out and it turned into a giant Nintendo advertisement that's what keynotes are have you ever watched an Apple keynote at Macworld uh, yeah, but that's a keynote for themselves at their own expo. Oh, no. And no, 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 no. Macworld is put on by a third-party organization. That's not yeah, put but, on by Apple. Yeah, but remember, yeah, no, but, I mean, yeah, but it's, again, but it's about, primarily but it's about, about Apple products. Right. right. It's right. about Macs. I mean, and this PAX, is about games, and they're talking about games that they're bringing out, right? No. Oh, no, uh, Sam. It would be like someone keynoting packs and turning it into an advertisement for Nintendo. Yeah, that would be pretty good, actually. No, I, that would be not the point of a keynote. Yeah, it would. In this culture, yeah. <laughs> this is how no. keynotes work nowadays. I mean, when the Telltale guy came up, he didn't start advertising the new Here, Telltale. Let me, let, me to, let me ask you this. Would you rather see Will Wheaton talk about whatever the hell he feels like or Reggie get up there and announce like six new games? Can I choose? It wasn't necessarily the fact that he did it. It was how skeezy he was when he did it. Did you watch it? Yeah. Hey, yeah, it was streaming live. I, I, how did I miss this? The entire, our, our whole look, our chat room was talking about it. Darn it. But yeah, a keynote's supposed to be like, you know, establish an underlying theme of a whole convention or a whole like, expo. Like when Apple does it, they're like, they're like at WWDC. It's like, hey, here's our new Snow Leopard or here's Lion. All you developers get excited and go talk about it amongst yourselves and what you want to do on our new platform. You know, it's supposed to inspire people. It's like he's talking about like the past. And it's like, well, well, let me take a break about how awesome we are. And let me tell you about the Nintendo 3DS. And sure, it's about games, but really it can do Netflix too. But it's about the games and Netflix and 3D trailers. Okay, now let me go back to talking about how awesome I am and how terrible mobile games are. I'd rather hear it than Will Wheaton. <laughs> if we take out Iwata, we have to get Will Wheaton. Is that the- yes, yes, that's all who wants to talk to gamers. It's Iwata it's just, or Wheaton, and it was completely right. It was it was a, a cynical advertisement. It was kind of skeezy. All right, fine. I have to go find a stream of this somewhere. Hmm. I'm sure it's up at YouTube at this point. Probably. Probably on the GDC site if I pay five hundred dollars. It was just so bizarre. It's like there was like a commercial break in the middle of his speech for the three DS. Yeah, new new features of the three DS. So you didn't like that section or the rest of his speech though, right? It didn't matter that it was a break. <laughs> you didn't like any I part of it, right? I liked the first part, and then it went very downhill. Okay. It was interesting when we talked about Tinkle Popo. 
Funitman says, I like the ad for the 3DS. All the people in the advertisement were douchey. It was just so bizarre. And um, like, I don't you know, know what I wish would have gone up there. Would have been amazing. It's like I have Molyneux do one of his pie in the sky uh, keynotes. This is what we should be able to do in the future: touch boys yeah. and pretend to play. No, fish. no, you know? stop it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, CES always has a keynote, and it's always about Microsoft. <laughs> do you remember? You notice that? Is Quinn still laughing about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine. All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. We need Move something on. less scuzzy. So let's talk about Hyperdimension Neptunia. Um, oh, whoops. Which <laughs> has a terrific, hilarious localization, a surprisingly catchy soundtrack, but a razor-thin allegory, bland, boring combat, an atrociously designed healing system, and recycled dungeons. So this so is basically a, it's basically its idea factory and failed potential. God, no, what a surprise. No, no, because uh, the localizations are never this good for idea factory games. Yeah, but it, as I said, wasted potential, yeah. and it's an idea factory so game. So everybody, uh, everybody laughs their butt off while playing this game, except when they get to the gameplay part, at w- which point it sucks terribly, apparently. So that's Hyperdimension Neptunia. Adrian Denowden is our reviewer. He gave it a one and a half out of five. Uh, you can go read the full review on our site. Um, if you really want to try this because it's so well written, wait for the price to drop. <laughs> um, my housemate has already brought it, bought it. But yeah. that does have the advantage of the fact that I don't actually need to spend any money to play it. So. Yes, that's true. And you can play a little bit, laugh a bit, and then put it down when it finally frustrates you, probably. Quinn, probably. did you and just then, say he brought it? Yeah, so? I know, I said bought. Okay, just making sure. Honestly, the, I know the recording will probably prove me wrong, but I, I honestly tried to say bought. Okay. I mean, I'm also okay, tired, hey, hey, despite hey, the I'm fact that it's past six in the evening. Bunet <laughs> Man says he's gonna YouTube all the cutscenes in the game. That might be the way to go. So Lord of Arcana is another game that apparently will frustrate you to death. Lord of Arcana is of course Square Enix's attempt to make it's a It's not um, done by Square Enix. Who's it done by? God. Uh it's done by an uh Access Games who did uh Deadly Premonition. Well who published it? Square Enix. Okay, thank you. <laughs> It's but just, it's no, not no, developed it's, by Square Enix. It's, it's just neither published. is anything else that Square Enix makes nowadays. <laughs> Most of their stuff is not made by them. <laughs> okay, fine. So yeah, I just think there Axis are better reasons to hate their uh, to hate their developers than than trying to um, you know shove games like that on top of. Them All right. As well. So who made this crap? Who did you say make this? Who made uh, Access it? Games, who developed uh, Deadly Premonition. Oh, really? They went yeah. from Deadly Premonition to this. Yep. And nobody likes this, and some people like Deadly Premonition. Hmm. Oh, I saw. Interesting. If you talk, speaking of Deadly Premonition, uh, Swery, Swery was on. Well, one, follow him on Twitter because it's amazing the stuff he tweets. And number who? two, he was Swery. Who's that? The guy who made Deadly Premonition. Oh, I don't know who that is. All right. Oh, how that's like the whole point on... is that it, it, it came out of his insane brain. How do how do I follow him on Twitter? What's his? How do I spell it? S W E R Y. Okay. Sebastian yeah. Wary. It's Swery sixty five. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I I dazed out because I was listening to my weekly. It's all in Japanese. Oh. Okay. No, it's not. Right. He has a bunch of tweets like, "Oh, drinking with Cliffy B. Please don't forget me." 
Ah, Masayama Matsura. Great. Okay. No, but I was saying he's on the giant bomb. He was on. Uh, he has a video with him and the giant bomb crew okay. talking about his game Daily Premonition, and he gives a nice little ah. postmortem on it. Okay. Sweary sixty five speaks wisdom at GDC. <laughs> okay. Seven steps to a memorable story. Point one: Make gamers think about your game when they aren't playing it. Uh, and blah 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 blah. That's kind of cool. Direct voice recording sessions. Hey, hey, U.S. localizers, here's a good idea. Mm-hmm, Have mm-hmm. somebody who knows something about the game and how it's supposed to sound direct your voice recordings. How about that? Or hire the lady who did Blizzard's voice recordings for StarCraft Two. How about that? Okay? There's a good point. Learn this from Swery. Don't publish any of his games because they're crazy and stupid, but learn these points about him. <laughs> as much as everyone absolutely loathes Ignition... Um, I think that's one of the things that they sort of did, right? Uh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You realize Ignition did, um, what's it called? That piece of crap voice acted garbage that just came Arc-Rise out. Arkwise Fantasia? Arkwise Fantasia, right? Yeah. It's funny how and you I said mean, that. I knew exactly what game it was. Unless they didn't, the, um, maybe they inherited that voice acting from another company that they bought the game off of? I mean, no. But, because okay. it was Exceed before. Well, maybe Exceed already done all the work or something. No, they, they went that, back right? to Japan to get the English voice acting done. To Japan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they didn't do it right. No. <laughs> but they get an A for effort. Because that's something <laughs> no, that I, I wish... No, I don't think they do. <laughs> that's something that I wish more companies would do is, you know, find the people who you know, actually had something to do with the game and, and get them to help direct the voice acting. I mean, they tried and clearly failed, but... Yeah, like, hugely. It's just sentiment, sentiment. I'm working on it. Jeez. Uh, whatever. All right. Or if, or if you're going to try and... If you're going to try and replicate crying in a game, get your voice director to kick you in the balls. In the quad. <laughs> in the quad. In the quad, Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, look, well, there's a title for the show. In, in the, the quad. quad. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I hey, think I'll you're beat right. you guys in the quad after school. In the quad. Uh, <laughs> I used to say that, too, all the time. I was like, hey, guys, you're going to be down to the quad later? Now you guys made it dirty. Would quad be capitalized or not? I guess. Yeah, probably. Would the? I'm getting my work done while doing the show. All right. <laughs> Lord of Arcana. If you haven't figured it out, we reviewed it poorly. Uh, Rose Storm, Roy Burnett, who sometimes you hear on this very show, he reviewed this piece of crap, said it's a one and a half out of five. The bat... <laughs> Wait, are there any pluses here? Okay. Interface is serviceable to the task. <laughs> the visuals are just as good as Square Enix past efforts on the PSP. However, the battle system is standard, unoriginal action RPG fare, which... Honestly, for a Monster Hunter clone, which is what this is, that that sounds like an improvement. <laughs> a not very good rip on Monster Hunter. Oh, well, that's too bad. And music is generic and unmemorable. So, fail. <laughs> but yeah, the, interface the, is, point, the, only... the interface is serviceable, Quinn. Can't, you gotta love that. <laughs> hey, you, we, have, we British people have a way with words. Um, <laughs> no, the only, po- the only point I was making earlier was there He's are plenty British. of other... You know what I mean. The, 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 the point I was making earlier was just there are plenty of other very, 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 very legitimate reasons to hate Square Enix. This isn't one of them. 
well, aside from picking a dud, um, so a just dud hate access and games. funding it. Yeah, that was probably stupid. Yeah, good job, Square. Uh, but I mean, if uh, if we all hated publishers for doing that one all the time, then I'm pretty sure people would have burned down Ubisoft right now. So what do we got here? Uh, <laughs> hey, that's right. I mean, what's it called? Heavy Rain got a lot. Got cut a break. What are we talking about again? Voice acting? We're talking about Revolver Oshawott is what we're talking about. Because he's still awesome even at the end of the show. <laughs> what would you do? Oh my god, we need to stop tangenting. Revolver Oshawott. No, there's no more there's no more um no more news stories. We'll now it's it. time to take a music break. So Garrett Lindquist gave us a piece of music and it is called Oh oh I lost my sheet. I lost my sheet. Hold on, people. Oh, uh, I love the song I lost my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lost oh, new, new, new oh, number one single sheet. on the radio. Uh, where is it? Let's see. Simon, get out of the way. Everyone's oh, against Oh, also me an excellent hit. <laughs> Simon, get out of the way. Here it is. It's a Lunar Battle theme remix. That's what it is. I'm so looking forward to this. So give it a listen, unless you're on the Skype call with me, in which case you can't hear it. Haha. All right, we're going to listen to that now.
Okay, thank you, G-Dog Tuck, for that wonderful Lunar Battle theme remix. That was fantastic, and our chat room had a lot of fun during the playing of <laughs> Thank that. you for not telling us to be quiet. <laughs> I told you, you guys can't hear it. I thought yeah, you were gonna, I, like, I didn't uh, know what was going Chris. on. I lost the call. <laughs> you keep saying that, but I never heard you leave. <laughs> we forgot a review. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Not on Index. Dragon Quest Six. Not on Index. Did we have so much news that it fell off already? Oh, let's see. Are you sure it's not on Index? Ah, uh, no. Do we care? Wasn't Dragon, yes. wasn't Dragon Quest Dragon Quest Six last week or? Yeah, no, I don't know. All right, I remember. The re here's why. Here's why Anna's pointing this out. This review was written by Ju Mason. Really? Mike I Mankey, had no idea. Who messaged Anna on Skype to let us know that we missed his review. So. <laughs> that totally isn't what happened. No, that totally isn't what happened. And Vlad is not a vampire. So. Definitely not a vampire. <laughs> definitely not what happened. Dragon Quest VI, which is a fantastic, awesome game, and I've been playing it. And I really like it. Gets a three and a half from Jooms. Uh, says, or from, I'm going to call him by his name, Mike. Mike gives it a three and a half out of five. Battles move with no, welcome no, efficiency. Mike. We have too many Mikes, and no. he's been relegated to Jooms. Oh, this is Menke. Um, battles move with welcome they efficiency. Call him monkey? <laughs> monkey, monkey, monkey? Yes, he stars in Enslaved. Um, interesting world and scenarios within it. Enormously versatile class system, but progressing with the classes is troublesome, and it has an archaic mechanisms because, well, it's a Dragon Quest game, and that's what they have. Lots of archaic mechanisms. Like, I'm not um, sure that's a fair criticism. Um, no, nah, I think it is. Dragon Quest needs to grow up a little. It, it kind of holds on to tradition just for the sake of it. There's, there's no reason to have such terrible inventory management. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so three and a half out of five. I don't think he's liking it as much as I am, but... Then again, the game is starting to slow down a bit for me, so maybe by the time I finish it, I'll feel more like that. But it's been really good so far. And so Jim says, you know, three and a half out of five, that's good. Especially compared to Lord of Arcana or N Hyperdimension Neptunia, this is the best RPG ever. So we still have no Tactics Ogre review, however. What's up with that? I don't know, Chris. What is up with that? Guy I'm not, who I'm not it reviewing it. What? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. What is up with it? No, you don't actually know. What is the deal with um, this Tactics Ogre review? Jooms would like you to know he finished it around 55 hours. How many? How much time have you put into it? Uh, Dragon Quest 5? 6? 6. Um, I'm at like 30. Okay. Why? Maybe you'll feel different in 10 hours. You mean 20? Oh, I got a 9.1 in game trailers. Nice. What? Dragon Quest tactics 6? Ogre. Or Tactics Tactics. G Lancer doesn't say. <laughs> doesn't say. Doesn't say. You know, I just love how you can give us like a message on Skype. Hey guys, shut up. Oh I, yeah, I couldn't. I actually couldn't. Oh. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have. I actually couldn't. But thanks for ruining the illusion. Arr. No. So um, apparently, I screwed up, and I need to apologize to my fellow podcasting hosts. I'm sorry. For not letting you know more clearly what was going to happen during our music break. But it was awesome, and my cat danced. So all you people who at home, you should be, you know, paying attention to the music breaks by watching it live every weekend. <laughs> usually Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon mm -hmm. Eastern. 
It's just usually when you t- you say music, you like insert an MP3 during the break. You go, all right, and here comes the music. And yeah, we all I stop. decided to do it for real this time. All righty. Great. Oh, and everybody in the chat room is very happy, apparently, that this week, instead of the Koopa riding my Prinny in the background, I have the Prinny riding on top of the Koopa. These are the sorts of things I do for you, the fan at RPG Cast. So, uh, let's let's move on to our... This week, Cthulhu is eating a fish. Ooh, fishy fish. They like those. So, let's move on to our next section, which is our picks, Ooh. or voids, of the week. So... I'm going to start with Emmanuel Marino. How's it going, everybody? Hey. I've been playing the game Get Everyone to E3 this week. It's been very stressful. (laughs) Has it been? Oh, my goodness. You wanted to do it. (laughs) No, I just volunteered because otherwise, I don't know. I was already starting to do it, and you're like, no, let me do it. All right. (laughs) I know. Last time I tried to be helpful. (laughs) But thankfully, it's a nice reward. When I was done with that, I started to play Torchlight on Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, it's out? Well, uh, review codes. Oh, okay. No, we got oh. review codes. Sweet. Yep. I didn't get a so, review code. Chris, you've played Torchlight uh, on PC, right? Yeah, I have. Anna, you too? I reviewed it. Oh, that is right. All right, so what did you guys... Th- so I'm guessing you guys really liked the PC versions, right? Right. Andrew hated my review, but I gave it like four and a half out of five. Chris? Okay. What? I'm just saying. Did you I like don't it? think he liked yeah, it as I, much as I did. I did not. Well, Anna was going to give it a five out of five, and it wasn't worth. No, it. I wasn't. Yeah, you were. We had to talk you down. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I remember this. This is the whole point of the. No, problem. they wanted to talk me down to a four, and I said I wasn't going to change no, it. No, you started at five. <laughs> I don't remember that, but sure. Okay. Why would they try to talk you down? It's a really fun game. It's not a five out of five though. It has some issues, and it hasn't grown up at all. Um. It's you know it very much is the same thing it was before, right? Um, for the most there's, part, yeah. there's a fair amount of there's there's just, some tweaks. Mm-hmm. There's some good tweaks, like a instead, like you know, you have direct control, obviously, because you have you, a ferret. Oh uh, no! And there's in this version, there is no ferret. It's an extra pet. It's like a, a lizard, a frilled lizard, mixed with a cassowary or something. Seriously? Yeah. Awesome. But um, one of the other benefits is that if you get the game within the first two weeks, you get a trollfish. And <gasps> it, and if you feed it to right. your pet, it permanently told, turns him into a troll. So my pet's a troll right now. Yeah, you can actually send out an invitation for your friends to download the game. And if they actually download and buy the game, you guys both get a respec potion. Actually, you don't even, they don't even need to buy it. You just need, you just, all you have to do is send it out. Oh, really? Yeah, just invite and you people. Get the respect potion. Okay. Mm-hmm. They if they start a character off that invitation, they will get a respect potion. Oh yeah, your friends will absolutely. So, that is an awesome little addition. I thought that was particularly cool. Um, the interface itself is um, it, it's functional. I mean, it works great on uh on the Xbox Live. I can see you can still clearly see the PC roots, and they're like there's some things that are like a little muddled, like trying to equip two weapons. Uh, you know, trying to dual wield weapons, you want to put one weapon in one hand, another weapon in another hand. It's a little difficult to do that, and like to maybe just sort of manage your inventory a little bit. But at the same time, for what it is on the Xbox Live, it's pretty easy just to push the X button and shift things over to your pet to go sell them in town. Uh, the direct controls work fine. You hold down X button to attack, 
instead of having to click all the time and all the other buttons are mapped are special skills mapped and you can push up and you can like map a second set of skills which I honestly I find a little hard to do sometimes just because I'm in the thick of battle I'm thinking okay I need to use that one spell oh wait push up on the d-pad okay there's that spell oh I need to go back to use my other spell push down on the d-pad let me get back to it I mean it's a little learning curve but you know it, it's something that's there pretty quickly especially if you spent any time with uh, the PC version at all but pretty, I mean, if it plays great, it looks really nice on the, on on an, on a nice HD TV. It's there are some hiccups, like some frame rate hiccups. I have to, uh, when things have gotten really bad, the, the sort of the screen sort of like froze completely, and I thought, oh no, the game locked up, but it started moving again like a couple seconds later. So that's like maybe the only one real technical issue with this game. But other than that, though, it it plays it plays great. It's a lot of fun. It's Kind of a, it feels like the kind of experience that you would sort of I like say I'm waiting for Chris to come online so you can play like a Halo match or something. It seems like the perfect thing to spend five yeah, you minutes. You do that a lot. No, I'm just saying as an example, <laughs> waiting for you to come online. Yeah. And it just seems like the, because everything auto saves whenever you get to a new floor or quit, everything is just constantly auto saving. And it's like it's very easy just to run through a quick floor, get some great new loot. Can you marathon it easily though? I mean, because that's what you do with Diablo games. You're supposed to marathon them. You play forever. I think so. I mean, if you have the time, I, I play like maybe three hour little chunks, and I maybe when I intended to play for maybe three hours. Okay, that's a lot. Of, I mean, you just said you play three hour three hour little chunks when you intended to play for three hours. I mean, thirty minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, my friend brought it. <laughs> ah, okay, got it. <laughs> it happens. Um, any questions or anything? I would. I, I think I sound a little down on. I don't know. Maybe everyone's like the way you guys like. We have to talk you down. I'm like, oh, I guess this isn't like the. It's, what? Oh no no not at all. Um yeah it's uh it sounds like Torchlight but on the Xbox. It's getting really good reviews. Everyone seems to love it. Like I everyone's giving like uh, eights to tens. It plays really well. It shouldn't be getting tens, but yes, it's a well, great game. I mean, like, what's the problem? I mean, sure, it's a throwback, but, I mean, these are the guys who invented Diablo. They know what they're doing. No, a throwback takes something and builds on your nostalgia. This is just Mm -hmm. a, this is a copy-paste, and that's kind of the issue with... But a copy-paste from the people who made it. So? They should move on, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, yeah, but remember, this is always meant to be a small little scale project, maybe to get some eyes on the universe before they launch the MMO. exactly. and And why is their next one just an Xbox Live port? It opens up to a bunch of new people who never would play this game otherwise. Yeah, I guess. And there aren't very many of these kind of Diablo loot games on on Xbox Live Arcade or on the Xbox period. I, I can just, maybe think I just like feel sacred. like there should be more innovation in a game that gets a five. Um, then again, I'd but give it, StarCraft a five, so maybe that doesn't work. It's, it does what it does very well. I mean... Um, if anything, I, th- I think it's very smart. People are gonna a lot more people are gonna be exposed to Torchlight. So when Torchlight Two comes out, they're gonna be that much more excited. Yeah. I know I am. I mean, I, the biggest complaint, of course, is that you can't play with other people. But knowing that Torchlight Two will be out like in July or something like that, mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. Probably August. Yeah. No. That'd be fine. Looks like we're gonna have to make we're gonna have to try to play at E3 then. Yeah, it's they're going to be at E3. And obviously, they're going to be a PAX. Yeah. Sweet. Um. So yeah, I just uh. So Anna basically covered the 
the interface, like basically just to recap, uh, cool new respec potion, cool troll fish, uh, their leaderboards oh, now. Wait, they added the respec potion into the game. That's funny because that was a mod you could download for the PC version. Yeah, it's funny. They realized that. I mean, two of the things that they uh, they realized from people's mods is that uh, people, the two like most popular mods were what uh, respec potions and stacking your sp- your potions and your uh, and your mana potions. Right? Yeah. Your health. So now it's just it's really easy to. You, everything is just on the left bumper, the right bumper. You hit left bumper to refill your health, right bumper to refill your mana. And it uses the most appropriate uh, potion you have at the time. So, like, if you, if you, it'll use the big one if you're almost dead. And, and like, you, it'll use the small one and you're, you just need a quick little retouch up. And they stack really, really high now. As it barely even takes up any space. And, of course, this is the game you want to play on hard. I mean, if you know any, if you have any experience with these kind of loot games. Do, yeah, Torchlight is not balanced is, well on normal. Um, play it on hard. Very hard is weird, but definitely it's hard. It's kind of funny because uh, Glenn was mentioning on the completed games list thread that uh, he he was looking over the leaderboards and apparently like all of the media were playing it on easy. On oh yeah, easy? it was so funny looking wow. through the. I recognized a lot of people and they were all playing it on easy. Yeah, it's like hey, I know that guy. Listen to his podcast. Why is he playing Torchlight on easy? It's so easy on normal. I mean, the game is, ugh. To play it on easy would just be like, I need to rocket through this. <laughs> Shut up. Must get to end now. What, did you play it on easy? Anna? Maybe. Yeah. Play it on easy. Oh. So the challenge rooms aren't much of a challenge to you, huh? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, just really quickly. Respect yes. potion. Uh... The, like I said, the interface has been it's it's as great as it could be on an Xbox. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, with the, just a control. Obviously, you have more fine-tuned control with a mouse and a keyboard. It's right? not a, it's not what I want, but it's as good as it can get on this system. No, it's just I just put it this way because there's some moments where I'm thinking like like oh I wish I can do this tiny little thing with a mouse, but then I just get over that learning curve like within five minutes, and I'm like oh, okay, it's just how it is on here. Okay. I just don't see how they could do it any but any differently, honestly. On an Xbox, on, on with just a gamepad. Hmm. I want to try uh, it out, but I don't want to pay like fifteen dollars for it. Come, it's pretty cheap. I mean, it's a lot you of gameplay. You could play. ask Wonder really nicely for a code once they have them in again. Hmm. I could. By the way, oh my gosh, dealing with Microsoft with a downloadable game makes me want to smash my head against my desk. Oh really? So a lot of you are void for the week then. So you're having a, you're having avoiding a good, Microsoft. Yeah. You're having a good time with Swarm, then, huh? Yeah. Okay. Oh, the game is surprisingly small too. Just thinking about that, it's like I it was like it's only like 200 megabytes. They they've really got that game down efficiently. Huh. Okay, I was just noticing like on the Mac it's 800 megs, and on uh, on the PC it's like 500. It is. Wow. Yeah. So I feel better about downloading that respec potion mod now. That's what I feel. Let's see. Runic. Should see how much space it takes. Okay. Well, thank All you, right. Manny. That was very cool. Uh, I just wonder if I did the game justice. Anna, did I do the game justice? Did I get all the key talking points? No, I I definitely think you covered it well. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah? 
Are we reviewing your review now? Is that what's going yes, on? Yes, I would think so. Okay. Let me put it this way. I will keep on playing it, and I will try out all three character classes. I'm playing a destroyer right now. I'm going to try the Vanquisher and the Alchemist, and I'll give you a little feedback. I'll let you guys know when I'm sick of it. Cool. And uh, in case you didn't know, you can get a free demo at torchlightgame.com. You can play it right now if you've not tried it yet. Uh, it's 20 bucks by default, but you can find it for less than that in a lot of places. So wait for sales and stuff. I'm hoping there's going to be a big sale when they launch it on uh, on March 9th, because I, I still need to get it for my Mac. Hmm. I wonder if my purchase lets me get it for Mac as well. Oh, you did you buy it on Steam? I bought it at torchlightgame.com. Oh. So I don't know. Did, uh, nope. I think you can put your Steam code, maybe, or is that... Is I that don't a, have a Steam code. I, I mean, you can import your, uh, your Torchlight game.com code i think that ended already so never mind you can import it somewhere yeah when they launched uh, steam for mac torchlight was one of the premier games and yeah. they gave people an opportunity to input their code if they bought it directly from them into steam to get like a steam play version i had no idea they did that they didn't they didn't email me they had my address and they didn't tell me <laughs> i do have an avoid though really quickly if you guys want to oh go for it uh, my avoid is I know this is going to be unpopular, and I know Glenn will and I bring it up because Glenn Wilson says that this is an RPG. My avoid is God of War One. What? I I just recently beat that game. Why don't you like it? Talk about outdated and frustrating. I don't know how that game ever got a sequel. You're kidding, right? I mean, there's just so many moments in that game where the game stops and it's like die a hundred times until you can figure this out. Game is not moving anywhere until you do that. Yeah, because it's kind of a hard game. That's the point. I just didn't enjoy it very much. Oh wow! To be perfectly honest, it just was like, oh, how did this get? Let me. It was one of those things where I was interested enough to see it to the end, but then once I beat, it, I'm like, I am never touching this again. Well, I wash my hands of it. Who said anything about replaying it? <laughs> yeah, I, personally, I, I, I think I can actually agree with Manny in a way. Uh, after playing some of the more recent um, like action-focused games, particularly um, Bayonetta, um, a lot of older game, a lot of sort of older games in similar genre just feel so painfully slow. Hmm. Yeah, and like one of the things about Bayonetta. At the like, same time, bear in mind that a lot of these games set up the innovations that made the current games awesome. It's yeah, true. I know. It's true. I mean, that's the thing is, I'm going back playing an old game after I've already experienced like the fruits of people building on top of it. You know. But it just feels like such a slog. Like that spike wall, that rotating spike wall. Ugh. Oh, well, that thing was terrible. Everybody hates that. Uh, you know, because I never played it before. So I'm coming in here first like, you know what? I have the God of War collection. Yeah. People keep on fucking how amazing this is. I'm going to go back and play this classic. And I'm like, oh, my, why am I doing yeah. this to myself? That, one, that, that particular point in Hades is like the worst part of the game. Un, yeah. un, uncontested for the most part but it's just it just bothers me there's so many little moments like that where the game just stops it just stops and says it doesn't matter you're gonna go to the spike well, it's wall it's polite enough to ask you do you want to play it on easy now yep but it, it doesn't <laughs> but that doesn't affect the puzzles at all it doesn't affect the puzzles at all what do the puzzles have to do with it you can figure those out mm. no but if the part you, I never die during the combat on normal I only die during you know Jump over there, so wait, comes the thing. All right. Make it perfect, make it perfect. Damn right, make it perfect. I don't know. I'm you still going to go on with God of War 2. You should. It's a really good game. 
and you get. Uh, but I hope I, I hope when I'm done with that game, I'm not gonna be like done. No, God of War Two um, really. God of War Two has a bad moment as well um, near the end. Um, that's just kind of like the hallmark of the series, apparently. But uh, you should be okay. You'll 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 deal with it because it's a combat focused one. But so. I should say it's not a. Pick. I, I I would say it's not a pick because I feel like at this point, Quinn is right. Just go play Bayonetta. You know, go play Bulletstorm or something. There's no reason to go back and play God of War. Go get God of War 3. Who cares about the story? Hmm. Fair enough. Is it just me, though? This, I, 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 hate, I hate to be that guy, but I don't really even really like Kratos as a character. I don't think you're supposed to like him. He's, I don't know, he's, he's not even really that interesting. And his oh. voice acting. I know that's the guy from Living Single, but man, the way he just goes... What the heck is Living Single? It was that Queen Latifah, mid-90s uh, black comedy show. No idea. Living Single? Yeah, okay. Ooh, in a 90s kind of world, I'm glad I got my girls. You don't remember that? No. No, I don't. Good grief. Do you? What? <laughs> Forgive me for watching Living Single when I was like 10. Do you remember it, Anna? No, I'm like WTFing in his singing. How dare he sing? Okay. You don't remember Living Single? No, Living I don't Z- remember Living Single. Well, one of the, well, well, Let's like check the chat the, room. Why do you know characters? that? Uh, yeah, the most only response is, why do you know that? <laughs> Everyone knows that. They published that recently. It was like a big thing on Kotaku when they announced like the, the big voice actors behind your favorite series. You might be surprised to know who they are. Oh, that, and everyone was shocked to see that that guy from Living Singles, Kratos? What? You still read Kotaku after the terrible redesign? Um, well, if you read it through an art, no. <laughs> okay. I was going to make this big justification. I'm like, no, I don't. Hmm. All right, there's Steven my Tatillo has an article up about video game wizards refighting Vietnam for comedy's sake. There you go. I hate this site now. I hated it before. Now I really hate it. I hate it. Kotaku's redesign is awful. The whole Gawker network just needs to be deleted from the internet. The end. Okay, Quinn, got a pick or avoid for us? Uh, well, uh, somewhat oddly enough, um, I, I know I mentioned much earlier in the podcast that I did buy Pokemon Black on uh, Friday. Uh, it's not, I can't really call it a pick yet because I've, you know, barely played it. Um, so have you already so got I, I can't really say, I, I can't really say, yay, this is really, really fantastic because I, I really can't call that yet. It's too early. So it's going to have to be uh, something else, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, my copy of I'm going to go to I'm going to go big robots on everyone again. But Yay, my copy big of robots. Uh, my copy of um, SD Gundam G Generation World arrived on Monday, um, which is a ta- an, another tactical RPG um, that pits you and your custom team of whatever you can scrounge together against the uh, a, a series of scenarios derived from. Um, sort of significant events in the Gundam series. Um, and I must admit, um, while I was looking forward to the game, I mean, they put out a 21-minute trailer. Um, it, I was worried that they would uh, end up recycling um, stages from the previous uh, SD Gundam game that I played, which was uh, G-Generation Wars on the PS2, which came out about three years ago, um, which kind of 
covered um, like all like it covered like a bunch of significant events from from the, like the main TV series um, and stuff. And I was like, okay, so that game has covered you know this these like significant events. What exactly is a sequel going to do? Is it going to do you know is it going to cover exactly the same events, or is it um, sort of going to go? sort of somewhere completely different and I'm, I was quite um, glad to find out that um, instead of kind of retreading previous territory um, they uh, they have actually designed a, a whole new bunch of um, stages based on even more obscure Gundam works that people outside of Japan have barely even heard of before so yeah Cool. Um, and yeah, I'm going to say I'm enjoying it quite a lot. I've not got very far. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much my pick. If you like giant robots, if you like Gundam, then this... Well, it basically, if you're a massive Gundam fan, then um, you probably already know about the series and you may have already played one of the games in it. But uh, the latest one for the PSP is it's very well constructed and it's got a lot of inc- there. Are, I think there are more Gundams in SD Gundam than there are Pokemon. So, yeah. Hmm. So there you go. That's my pick. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, I have what? Uh, I have only disappointment to report to you guys. I haven't really played much of anything other than Dragon Quest VI and a lot of StarCraft watching, as normal. So it seems my my game completion kick has finally puttered out, and I'm no longer <laughs> completing games very quickly. Uh, I'm sad to see it go. Uh, oh, I oh I played something. I uh, mm-hmm. I bought a PS2 to PS3 controller converter and played uh, DDR on my PS3. There you go, with my old pads. Man, <laughs> using pads, don't you know? That connect is the future. Why aren't you playing Dan Central? Because I like DDR better. Honestly. <laughs> How are you going to throw... I mean, come on, man. What, what you learn on a DDR mat is not what you can take into a club. Now, what you learn from Dan Central... <laughs> you're not going to take that in the club either, are you? No, you're not. But you can do a little <laughs> demonstration show for people. Look what I learned. Superman. Superman. Uh, uh, really? It's one of the moves, yeah. Superman, uh, uh. Do you have that? No. <laughs> I'm being facetious is what I do. Okay. It's what I do. Uh, so that was fun, but that's all I can say about that. Um, I haven't tried the PS3 version of Dance Dance Revolution because it's like still 60 bucks, and that's a bit much to pay for a DDR game nowadays. But, uh, yeah. Cool, cool beans. Um, that's all I got. Anna, how about you? Uh, this week has sort of been a lot of rehash. I was playing some WoW. I was playing some Final Fantasy XI. I've been cross-stitching. I finished Queen's Cross-Stitch. And, uh, my pick is 999. Ah, Everyone's nice. talking about this game. It Good game. Like- so it's nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Yep. So I, I managed about a while to get back. out of the first room Yay. and realized that, that. <laughs> well, I was talking with Chris on Skype and I was like, I don't know how to read this code. Like I tried flipping over. I was just, I was missing a piece of the puzzle. Quite literally. 
literally I was missing a piece of the puzzle. So I went back oh, and did explored you find the, one? the entire room and touched <laughs> uh, everything. I know, I know, I know where it was too. Yep. All it right. was under the yeah, pillow. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the first five <laughs> minutes of the game. I'm not terribly concerned about the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So are you guys familiar with, with the story premise? <laughs> Manny, Quinn? Actually, not at all. Uh, like I'm vaguely like familiar with the story premise because I was thinking of picking it up at some point. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll, I'll sort of give it a shot to Manny. You wake up and you're inside the room and the room begins flooding and you have to figure out how to get out of the room. And you don't know why yeah. you're there and you're... You don't know why you're there. You don't you know there. what's going on. Um, and basically, once you get out of the room, you meet up with eight other people. So there's nine of you in total. And there's a voice that comes over the intercom that says, you're all on a ship. It's sinking. It will sink in nine hours. And your goal is to get out of here. Yep. And there's your story It's like premise. Saw, but uh, as a text adventure? Sure. I don't like ookie movies. So uh, I, no, I, I think people have made that comparison. It's um, got some of that to it. Yeah. You know, the strangers trapped in a room in mortal danger, and you have to like realize, figure out why you're all there, and overcome whatever. You know. Uh, sure. So um, there are doors. They have numbers written on them. Um, there's a there's an addition thing that they have you do that uh, designates who is capable of moving through the door. So everybody has a number wristband. So it's a, uh, it's pretty creepy and very cool so far. Definitely, uh, re- surprisingly good localization. Yep. Who localized it? Axis. Axis. Hmm. Yeah, it was one of Axis's ones. And uh, when you're all done with the game, Axis has a huge section with interview and questions from the creator of the game. So get lots of stuff answered there for people who are wondering. Um, go check that out on their their site. It's in the lower right corner of the 999 but game site. Do not read it until you. Oh, it's full of spoilers. Ton of spoilers. Ton of spoilers. You don't want to read it at all. <laughs> yeah, don't read it at all for right now. <laughs> all right. So I'm really digging it. I want to play more. Sweet. Um, all right. I'm sitting here looking through torchlight mods. <laughs> I, I got the torchlight bug bad. I mean, I, that's what I can say about this game. I, I mean, it's it's a very competent game. Like you say, Chris, it is just Diablo, basically. But I'm. But it's but so addictive. There's, there's an official. Like- there's an official ferret. Well, not an official. There's a ferret patch that gets you the ferret pet in your PC version. Oh yeah, if you bought the disc version, the retail version of Torchlight, you would get the. You ferret got the pet. ferret. Yeah, but the patches have all the files, so they just someone yep. made a mod, so you yep. can go. You know, I'm the, I am really excited to play Torchlight too. I mean, all the little things I've heard because, like, as, as good as this game is, you can definitely see where there's some room for improvement. And they've taken all of the fan feedback. They realize like what mods are people making the most, you know? Just and they're saying like, all right, I don't know how this. they have like the worst site for compiling mods ever. Um, but they have good, they, but they have good community, and they have. They do. I mean, yeah. and they they listen. And I, I'm really excited to see what they do with Torchlight too. I'm even like little things, like people, like a few people complain that um, there's like three set character models. So now there's like full on customization. Pick your gender, pick your face type, hair color, skin tone, and then even though you're going to be like drenched in armor, they realize that people want to make these characters a little bit more personal. And the fact that they're just even doing that tiny little touch goes to show you that they really do care about the whole experience and what and where you're coming from with this game. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Torchlight 2. We're going to have to definitely go check this out at, at E3. What do you say? You and me, Anna, will pair up. We checked it I out think, at PAX, so we'll do it again. 
absolutely. Yeah, it's just they're they're not going to PAX East. So if you are looking for an opportunity to see it there, unfortunately they're not attending. Um, but yeah, we uh, we definitely are getting review codes, and we're I'm I don't know Manny, you might get locked out because I don't think they're putting out the Mac version right away. But oh, it's okay. <laughs> I think we're gonna try to stream some of the Torchlight Two play. At where? When it when we get review codes. Oh, absolutely, we will. Yeah. Well, if they want a separate Mac review, tell them to give me a call. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna live stream that stuff. That'll be fun. Oh, but I look forward to hearing more about it. I mean, it's, it's the way they compare it is like um, the Torchlight One is basically Diablo One, and the jump that Diablo One made to Diablo Two is what Torchlight One is to Torchlight Two. Multiple hub areas, multiple dungeons, an overworld, more character classes, uh, land play. You can play uh, online play. I mean. So a lot more items, better systems. Right. I mean, I think it's really interesting that, you know, they actually weren't really intending to make a second single-player game. Like, Torchlight 2 sort of was completely out of left field. So I'm actually I'm impressed that PWE let them do it. You know, it's really interesting because everyone said they could have just, you know, tried to make an expansion to Torchlight 1 or try to patch mm. in some kind of rudimentary. Think... No, but... actually, they couldn't. No, no, they 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 discussed it at length on the forums and they didn't want to get too deeply into uh, like uh, code jargon. But basically they said that, you know, the way that they had built the game, there was no way that they were going to be able to patch in multiplayer, particularly since um, none of the skills, every single skill would have had to have been balanced for multiplayer. Mm hmm. And it, by the time you get to that level of minutia, you're might as well just make a second game. And the best part is, I think it's still going to be a, a, a like a relatively budget uh, budget price title, though. Yeah, Even it's supposed though, like, to be fifteen content. to twenty again. Really? Whether whether that price sticks, we haven't. Hey, but really still, heard. for double the content and like a, a new experience, new brand new character classes, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there's always $5 Torchlight sales. So I can only imagine the same will occur for Torchlight 2. I, I will say I'm happy, though, that they said they're um, they're committed to putting on a Mac version much sooner than yes. last Yes. Now that they have someone who they can partner with for a Mac version, the problem that they had trying to get the Mac version out for Torchlight 1 was just finding someone who'd do it. Uh, they partner with World Domination Industries, right? I don't remember exactly the name, but I know they had an agreement with somebody and then it fell through and then they were shopping around and they had someone that was interested and that fell through and then they finally got whoever actually did it. That's why the trans that's why the transition took so long. Now if they just put on the Mac App Store so I can use my iTunes credit. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Cool. Well I think that's uh that's gonna wrap us up, right? Yeah, I think we're done. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Once again, feedback at podcast at rmpgamer.com. We'd love to hear from you about your favorite uh, fashion in RPG characters. We'd also like uh, you to send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098. We'd love you to join us in the chat room during the live stream every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And we're going to see you next week. Anything to leave our get our listeners with people? Oh, um, we do have a Facebook page that's... Uh that we're putting up great videos of. You can currently see Chris singing karaoke on our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash rpgamer. 
Uh, also, our Twitter feed, we uh, post lots of good stuff in there. Just keep in touch with our news. That's uh, twitter.com slash rpgamer. And leave us some reviews on iTunes. We actually might read it. <laughs> Sweet. Like right now, I have the latest one. Oh, yes, that's read. right. We did get some good ones. What have we got there? All right, the most recent one is this. Funny intros, Crazy Glenn, this podcast is for anyone who wants some barbecue sauce for their plate of smoked retro games. <laughs> what else we got? There's some other reviews <laughs> down there. There's a few more. Give very... us some more. Who was that by? Who was that by? That was uh, by Mr. William Parr. Oh, no, my computer's not working. Wait, no. I'm sorry. It froze up on me. Give me. I'm sorry. I'm having computer problems. Can you tell me, Chris? I will as soon as I get it listed up here. Our oh, new SEO optimized RPG cast podcast entry, which has the new artwork showing up in the search database finally. Yay. Oh, I'm in the RPG backtrack. That's why. That's why. So RPG space cast finally. When you search for RPG cast, you actually get my show. Well, I guess you know, when you search for RPG, you actually get my show. That's fun. Our show. Oh, here we go. Here's a good one. This one was posted on March 4th. Best game podcast ever. Yes, ever. Oh, I like this one. I love your show, guys. I never miss a week. Talk about Zelda for the 25th. If you can start an RPG, why or why not? Which we did. It was so great. I didn't even read that, and we did that. It was great. Uh, great from her. That was from Brett from Miami. This is from Herbert Stuff. Says, great cast, period, and a discussion. Um, if you like this one, listen to RPG Backtrack and RPG Sanctum. The guests oftentimes appear on all of them. On a side note, not- I would like picks, Phil's picks to be about video games on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, and the Canadian la- lady has a potty mouth, he also says. So there you go. That's two notes. Sorry. Oh. You have a potty mouth, Anna. Yeah. I'd swear, but Chris would just kick my... Dude, five stars, Gravity Defying Machine by Super Chicken Boy 95 What a great name. <laughs> and yeah. Thank you, all you people who commented. And uh, please leave us reviews. Those help us out a lot. All right. Uh, so... Anna, one more thing before we go. What's the latest on the mm-hmm. Torchlight MMO? Um, it has been delayed because of Torchlight 2. So just no, nothing, really. Um, they were originally talking about um, 12 to 18 months from the original Torchlight 1. Obviously, we've mm-hmm. pretty much passed that. Yeah. They shifted it to 18 to 24 and I think at this point it has now been shifted to 36 months. So we're basically three looking years. at three <laughs> years from, from the Torchlight 1 launch. Which was I mean, the thing is, yeah. is that they're not losing a ton of time making Torchlight 2 because a lot of the things in Torchlight 2 are going to translate into the MMO. Yeah, I, I read that in an interview that, like, for example, like, we were talking about the facial features and customization. Yeah. They figured right. they were going to implement that in the MMO. So they have to build that system anyway for the MMO. So why not just throw it in Torchlight 2 now? Ah, uh, okay. Right. Fair enough. I mean, Torchlight 2, while it is going to be certainly its own individual standalone game, is going to have a lot of similarities to the MMO. So it's not like a one-off thing and it's like, okay, now we stop doing TL2 and we start doing the MMO. It's not like a division like that. You know, I love it. Like we're basically getting like the fruits of their labor for systems they have to build anyway for their big and ultimate end goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is fine. Let this game grow. All right. All right. There you go. The four of us. We're going to be playing Torchlight soon. We're all. Oh. Yeah. I was just thinking about cross platform play, but it'll probably work. Okay. Well, of course. (laughs) It works with Diablo. Should work with this. All right. So we'll see you all later. Uh, Until then, 
uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.